0: Hi friends, happy Magical Monday. I'm TJ.
1: And I'm Courtney.
0: And welcome to yet another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast.
1: Yes, thanks for joining us.
0: Yes, we're super excited. Uh, Courtney, what are we talking about today?
1: Today we are talking about Princess and the Frog.
0: Yes, this was yeah, uh, is one of those times where this was a movie that I hadn't seen, but she had. And it was, uh, man, I loved it. It was really good.
1: I almost liked it better the second time watching it. To be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I hadn't seen this movie before, but um, I'm really, really glad that that we we picked to do it this month. Um, It's a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, it's really great. The music.
1: It's so good. I know. We'll talk more
0: about that later. Um, But yeah, it's really good. You know what? Let's just go ahead and dive on in. Dive on in. Dive on in. <laughs> if you're an American Dad fan, you get that uh, that, um, that reference. If you're not, then we sound crazy, um, which is not far from the truth. Courtney, why don't you uh, take us into that first paragraph of the plot story?
1: Got it. Um, so, set in the roaring, roaring 20s in New Orleans... Um, Tiana is, a completely, is completely devoted to opening her own restaurant, a dream she shared with her late father who died in World War I. She works two waitress jobs to earn money to make this dream a reality, leaving her no time for a social life.
0: Meanwhile, Naveen, the spoiled and arrogant prince of Maldonia, arrives in New Orleans where being financially cut off from his family's fortune by his parents, he intends to marry a rich Southern belle like Tiana's best friend, Charlotte Le- LeBeau. Her father, wealthy Eli, called uh, Big Daddy, hosts a masquerade ball in Naveen's honor for which Charlotte hires Tiana to make beignets, offering her enough to buy a dilapidated mill to convert into her dream restaurant. Naveen and his valet, Lawrence, encounter Dr. Facilier. How do you pronounce it?
1: I don't know. Sounds good to me. Okay.
0: A voodoo witch doctor who tricks them into a fortune a fortune reading. Then he transforms Naveen into a frog and gives Lawrence Naveen's appearance through a voodoo tales, containing Naveen's blood. Facilier intends for disguised Lawrence to marry Charlotte, then to kill her father with a voodoo doll. So he can gain the Lebeau fortune
1: at the ball. Tiana is told by the realtors, the Fenner brothers that she has been outbid for the mill despondent. Kiana wishes on the evening star for her dream to come true. She then meets Naveen in frog form, who, believing her to be a princess, asks for a kiss to break Felicier's? Is that how you said his name?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going with.
1: Okay. Um, His spell. Tiana reluctantly accepts after Naveen promises to finance her restaurant. However, Tiana transforms into a frog because she is not a princess. The two are chased into a bayou where they meet a trumpet-playing alligator named Louis. Is it Louis or Luis? Louis. Louis. Okay. I think it was
0: a play on Louis Armstrong, honestly. Oh. Yeah, continue, though. We can talk more about that later. Okay,
1: okay. Um, who dream- he dreams of playing jazz. After informing Lewis that they are actually humans under a voodoo spell, he tells them of Madame, or Mama Odie, another voodoo practitioner who lives in the bayou, and they all go in search of her.
0: Lots of weird words. Yeah. Uh, They are guided to Mama Odie's by a Cajun firefly named Ray. I love Ray so much. Um, Who is enamored with the evening star, believing it is a firefly named Evangeline. As no one has the heart to tell him otherwise. Uh, During the journey, Tiana and Naveen fend off a group of hunters and begin developing feelings for each other, especially after the latter learns to be a a more responsible human being. Meanwhile, the Talesman disguising Lawrence as Naveen needs more of Levine's blo- Naveen's blood or Lawrence will return to his normal appearance. Discovering Naveen has escaped, F- Facilier asks the voodoo spirits, his friends on the other side, to help retrieve him. Offering them the souls of the people of New Orleans in exchange. Uh, He basically says, Hey, like, once I pull this thing off, I'll have all this money. I'm going to buy the city of New Orleans. Basically, I'll be the the mayor of it. I'll be in control. You can have
1: as many souls as you want. Exactly.
0: So the demons discover um, Tiana and her group in the bayou, um, although they are rescued by Mama Odie.
1: Mama Odie tells Naveen the spell can only be broken with a princess's kiss. They realize that as Big Daddy has been crowned a Mardi Gras king, Charlotte will be a princess until midnight. I don't know if it said this already. Charlotte is. Tiana's like best friend. Her best friend. They're best friends. They grew up together. Um, her mom, her mom was almost like their housemaid. She growing definitely up.
0: Was. that's definitely what she was okay. yeah.
1: yeah. so they like grew up together and have been best friends forever. Okay. So, so yeah, so Charlotte will be a princess until midnight. The group hitches a ride on a paddle steamer back to New Orleans during which Naveen tells Ray about his love for. Tiana and plans to propose marriage to her. Although after talking to her, he selfless, selflessly decides against it, transforming since transforming him and Tiana into humans and financing Tiana's restaurant is contingent on him kissing and marrying Charlotte he has to kiss a princess or they stay frogs forever.
0: Alright, so basically he makes the decision like I'm going to, uh, I'd rather not be with you even though I love you so you can have the dream of your restaurant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which which is is really sweet. Yeah. Um, the shadow demons find and capture Naveen and bring him to Flissier, who uses his blood to replenish the Talisman. Um, After hearing from Ray how Naveen feels about her, Tiana heads to the Mardi Gras parade to find him, only to see Lawrence masquerading as Naveen, marrying Charlotte. Yeah. Heartbroken and now believing she will forever be a frog, Tiana flees the scene.
0: Yes. Then Ray rescues the real Naveen and steals the talisman, um, which he gives to Tiana before Facilier mortally wounds him. Facilier offers to make Tiana's dreams come true in exchange for the talisman. Uh, Realizing she would rather be with Naveen and that she would be dishonoring her father by accepting, Tiana destroys it. With Facilier's plan foiled, the voodoo spirits drag him into their world for failing to pay back his debt. After Lawrence is exposed and arrested, Tiana reveals her love to Naveen and Charlotte agrees to kiss Naveen so he and Tiana can be human, but the clock strikes midnight and the kiss fails. Ray dies shortly thereafter and during his funeral, a new star appears next to Evangeline. Tiana and Naveen are married by Odie, and since doing so makes Tiana a princess, both are restored to human form after their kiss. They later return to New Orleans to legally marry and open their restaurant together with Lewis playing in the band. And that's how it ends.
1: That's how it ends.
0: Yeah. Uh, initial thoughts, what do you think?
1: Um, initial thoughts are... I think it's a really good movie. What I love about Disney and even Pixar is they stay... For the most part, they stay true to the culture of wherever, Um, like, the movie is taking place. Like, this had so much, like, Cajun and, um, like, Louisiana and New Orleans culture in it. Like, I just, it made it feel really real. Not, I mean, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I know. I I, I totally agree. it
1: felt like an authentic... Like they were supposed to be there in that time and this could be happening during that time. You know what I, if that makes sense?
0: No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that's a beautiful thing that Disney does. And, and they get a lot of a uh, uh, crap for it sometimes because uh, people will say, oh, you could have done this better, you could have done that better. Um, but, the, but the the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I, I just appreciate the fact that Disney, that you try really hard, uh, even in voice casting them this over the years. I think we've talked about this, but like when they voice cast like Moana and things like that, Um, I think it's really cool that they try and when they did Encanto, they try to get actors and, um, and voice and voice, um, actors that are from that place to, 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 um, to voice that person that way it's more authentic. Right. And they they try to add all the cultural stuff to it. I think it's just really cool that they do that. Yeah, I
1: agree. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so this is your second time seeing it. I, I know I'm going to get my um, my initial thoughts after this, but like, what was you? Uh, what are some things? I never asked you this question, being that this is like the second or third time you've seen it. You haven't seen it a ton. What were some things that you picked up on um, the second time around that you maybe didn't see the first time around?
1: I think maybe I don't know if it's because I'm older and more aware. I think the first time I watched this was honestly during COVID.
0: It definitely was. I think you watched it while I was at work one day and you even, I remember you texted me and be like, dude, you should watch this movie. It's like really good.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think just maybe because it's been a few years, I just, I never realized almost how like dark and twisty Dr here, or, or they call him, like, the Shadow Man.
0: Yeah, most people just call him the Shadow Man. That's why we were kind of thrown off. They do mention his name at the beginning, but he's And just...
1: even on his headstone at the end, it says Dr. Fleece, whatever his name
0: is. Yeah, but throughout the movie, they just call him the Shadow Man, so, like...
1: And it just is, like, really... I never realized how, like, dark and twisty he kind of is. Like, very...
0: I don't know. Like, demonic and voodoo-y.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what he's supposed to be, so, like, cool, but, like, I just never picked up on it before. Like, he was was just kind of there to be the villain and kind of, like, further the plot along, you know?
0: Yeah. But. I would agree with you. I I actually really, really, really enjoy this movie, so this is my first time really seeing it. I've seen bits and pieces of it, like, you know, over the years, just like you see clips on Instagram or, or you, you know... Um, I remember when I taught at a school one time, I think they, they turned this movie on and it ended up getting turned off because of the voodoo stuff, which was kind of funny. Um, but I will say that I loved it more than I thought I would kind of like the princess diaries. Like I ended up liking the princess diaries a lot more than I thought I would too. Um, I love the culture. I love the. Yeah. the I love the theme. I love uh, the New Orleans vibes. I love like the animals; they can talk. Um, it like checks a lot of boxes for me to make it like a good Disney movie. This is came out two thousand nine, but it just has a classic feel to it. Um, I love the um, the soundtrack. The score is incredible. All the songs are good. I love the jazz that's in it. And then I really love the um, the thing of her trying to keep her dad's dream alive. The whole. Um, I agree. The whole wanting to start a restaurant thing is really, really
1: cool. Yeah, I will say um, this is just another thing that I noticed um, that I was just thinking about as you were talking. Um, I never understood really, especially when they made the announcement that um, like they were gonna make Tiana's like Bayou Adventure like into they're gonna take Splash Mountain away and turn it into like Tiana's Bayou Adventure situation. And I never really understood why, but now rewatching it, watching all the scenes in the bayou, watching all of that kind of stuff, like, I just, it makes perfect sense. And it made me really excited for, I guess, towards the end of next year, whenever it's going to open in the parks, Yeah. In I, Disney World and Disneyland.
0: I agree. And what I think is cool about that too, is like, we can just talk about it because we're really real on there. I think, I think it's cool that like, yeah, Disney came out with a movie a long time ago that, um, what was that movie called
1: again? Song of the South. Song of the
0: South, and it's just really not okay. Like a lot of the stuff, and it's just not okay. We're just gonna leave it at that. We're not. Gonna talk, we're not gonna say on this too long. But I love that they're replacing it with something that is like the total opposite, right? And which I know they're doing that on purpose. But it's like, it's cultural. It's beautiful. It brings yeah. forward. It brings forward um so many just things with diversity, and it just kind of Disney used uh, Princess and a Frog. Like I mean. She's the only um, African American princess. Like, yeah. that's amazing. And 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 um, I was gonna tell you this. Like, I want to say live on. I think she might be like my new favorite princess. Um, I really, really, really liked Tiana a lot. Like, I thought she was fantastic. Um, I, I mean, could see you saying that. Yeah, like, the, the way that she just, like, her heart, like, dude, her work ethic, man, that spoke to me. Like, I was just, the whole movie, I'm like, this girl, the man, she just gets it. Like, she understands. So, anyways, the fact that they're replacing um, that ride with this, I think, is a great move by Disney, and I can't wait to ride it. Yeah. It's going to be super fun.
1: I agree. I knew you were going to say Tiana's going to be your new favorite princess. Why'd you know that? Because you both just have like a really hard, strong work ethic and you just, I don't know. Yeah. I, they g- always say like if people who make the little like Disney Enneagram graphics on Instagram,
0: she's a three, isn't she? She's a three. Yeah.
1: Like everyone is like, Oh, and I get so annoyed cause I'm like, man, I'm a three, but I don't want to be Tiana. I want to be Rapunzel. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Well, that's that's the cool thing though is um, I think Tiana shows like what it's really like to to like like all a lot. Of, okay, this is another cool part about it. They made it really cool and different. A lot of these princesses like they go through a lot, but girl was rolling up her sleeves to achieve her dream. And oh my gosh, the the, the speech her dad gave her by the window, he's like, just wishing on the stars not enough. Yeah. You got to put a lot of hard work into it. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I could have stopped the movie right there and just been like, I'm taking that home with me. Like, that's great. Yeah. That's such a good theme, which we'll talk more about themes later. But like, yeah. that was just, ah, I, I was blown away by it. like the. I told you, it was one of my favorite opening scenes in a movie too. The whole opening, like first five minutes with like- Yeah,
1: it was a really cute. With her it at
0: Charlotte's go. house and then the, her parents. And then it launches you right into it with the piano comes on and they go right into the first opening song. It's yeah. just fantastic. And then you kind of see all the characters. Yeah. It's really good. But let's... Uh, I, could, I could just keep talking about my initial thoughts because I really enjoyed it. I can't... Dude, I'll, I'll just say this when we move on. I can't believe I've never seen it. Goodness gracious. Honestly, same. Like, that's crazy. Also,
1: you thought it came out in the 90s, which is a whole other thing. Well, it's because of the
0: animation style. They did the old animation style, which I like it. It kind of makes it feel like a classic.
1: I don't think so. I think Tiana's... Like, as far as, like, the structure, obviously, like, her animation structure is very
0: what i meant was like
1: parallel to like uh tangled like the animation style is almost like it's they're very similar cuz they both can-
0: they are, but they're not because is 3D. That's the point I'm making. Oh, oh sin- since Pixar came out, every Disney movie like this has been Pixar or-, or Disney Animation Studios, and they've all been 3D. This was not a 3D movie. This was a- this looked like The Lion King. It looked like we were watching The Lion King. It was like 2D, very beautiful animation. It actually kind of reminded me of Pocahontas a little bit with the animation style. Very wispy, very like, colorful, um, very, very good.
1: This movie was the last 2D I know animation movie or I, feature film.
0: Yeah, and so that's what kind of threw me off is I kept forgetting that this movie came out in 2009 because I kept thinking like this has to be in the early 2000s or like late 90s, right? And then you told me it was 2009, and I was like, "That's right. This was like the last one."
1: Tangled came out in 2010, 10 or 2011. 2000. Isn't that crazy? So it's like the very next one they made it 3D, and it, you can almost kind of tell that it's like that was the next movie because, like I was saying, like their facial. Yeah. Just like, even like the way their faces are animated, it's very similar, but I don't know.
0: Do I agree? Actually, now that you say that, is this the first, was this the last princess movie that was 2D? Because I feel like- No, it
1: literally says, released in 2009, The Princess and the Frog is Disney's last known 2D feature film.
0: The reason I say that is I feel like that once we went to Tangled in 2010- um, I think there hasn't been a princess movie since. yeah you're right I think that they, the princess movies this is where the princess Tangle was the movie that the princess movies took the leap from 2D to 3D because like Pixar was yeah. doing a great job and uh, our, our Disney wasn't partnering with Pixar yet but like you had like Toy Story and things like that that were um, that were coming out in 3D but like Disney hadn't really started doing the 3D stuff that much yet and then Tangle yeah. burst onto the scene and that was the thing um, but that, that's cool I like the animation a lot in this movie. I kind of like 2D animation. That's one of the fun things about watching. Like, I'm excited to watch. We're doing. Um, we're doing. Uh, don't tell me. Lady and the Tramp later this uh, later this month, and I'm really excited. Next week. Next week, yeah. I'm really excited. Um, oof, the animated week. version, right? The animated are you, version.
1: Are we going to do the live version? Uh,
0: animated, please. Okay. Get away from me with live action.
1: I mean, I've heard they're both good. I'm I've just, just never seen either of them. I just asked. I'm
0: just kidding. I like I like live action films. Okay, we need to move forward. Otherwise, we're gonna have another almost two-hour episode like last week's was. Woo!
1: Okay. Yeah. Favorite character. Go. 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 To go. go.
0: First, uh, Tiana. I want to be her friend. <laughs> I literally want to meet this person. Like, her character is someone I want to meet. Like, she's inspiring. She is full of hope. She's she's out there just, and everyone's telling her she can't do it, and she's doing it anyways. And Yeah. Uh, Tiana, it's not even close, man. Um, Tiana's fantastic, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, what about you? Who's your favorite character?
1: Okay. I actually really enjoy... Let me see here.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of really good ones.
1: There is. I'm surprised, honestly, you didn't say Ray.
0: Oh, Ray's cool. But I like him like I like uh, Dobby in Harry Potter. Oh. I love Dobby. Is he my favorite character? No. No.
1: I love Dobby.
0: I love Dobby, too. Do you hear the point I'm making, though?
1: Yeah. Okay, I really kind of like Mama Odie.
0: Oh, she's fantastic. She's and that's totally a very racist. on-brand pick for you.
1: <laughs> um, she is great. And I really like... Is it Louie or Lewis?
0: Lewis. Lewis. I really like Lewis. So Louis Armstrong, um, take a quick second to shout him out. Um, he's a fantastic jazz player. I believe he um, played the trumpet. I'm like 99% sure. Yeah. Um. And I kind of feel like the naming the alligator that played the trumpet um, was kind of cool. Well, that was a cool! Yeah, cool move.
1: I agree for yep. sure.
0: Louis Daniel Armstrong, he um, he did a lot of really really great stuff. Um, I remember I was riding in uh, my truck and Greg Cox was riding with me, and we were going to. Uh, Going to meet some of our other co-workers for celebration for lunch, mm-hmm. and he he's like, "What kind of music are you into?" And I was like, "Oh, I like this stuff. I'm trying to get into jazz. I just started listening to like very simple jazz music, like on my way to work. Which I, that's something I still do now. Like I'm doing like jazz on the way to work, jazz on the way home. It calms me down." He's like, "Oh, I have a cool album for you." And I think it was uh, I'm probably butchering this. I think it was Louis Armstrong and. Um, I can't remember who the singer was, but it was uh, a lady jazz singer. They did this thing together. Mm-hmm. And it was so perfect. It was beautiful. Like he was playing the trumpet and singing, and she was singing. And it was so cool. But the whole time that uh, Lewis was playing the trumpet, I, I could That's think what you it was, remind yeah, of Yeah, it reminded me of Louis Armstrong. Yeah, just really, really good. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, least favorite character. You can go first now.
1: Okay. In the beginning, Prince Naveen. He sucks. Also, Lawrence yes. Lawrence also sucks. Yes. But Prince Naveen turns himself around. Raid is not. Also, Dr. Felicier, whatever his name is. The Shadow Man. The Shadow Man. He sucks. He does suck. What about you?
0: I think my least favorite character... Charlotte redeemed herself. She's actually not that bad. Oh,
1: Charlotte is really annoying. She's
0: annoying, but she's not that bad. Naveen She has is, good
1: intentions. She's just she is
0: yeah. a little wild for me. It's the shadow man. He's just the worst. He's the worst. Yeah. Um. Okay, that was easy. We got favorite and least favorite out of the way. Now let's just talk characters for a little bit. So I really like um, this classic story um, of like really hardworking not a princess. Yeah. Then there's this prince. It never worked a day of his life. It doesn't actually have any money anymore, but nobody knows that. Yeah. Um, them coming together and honestly, whether he wants to admit it to or not, they're kind of similar cause they're both poor. He's like not quite there yet, but he's getting there cause his family's cut him off. Um, and then she's teaching him how to be hardworking and how to like make it on his own. Yeah. And like that journey of like, cause I think that's what really love really is. Like I think a love is a lot of it's teaching each other. Like a lot of it's like telling each other like, Hey, this is some things I've experienced. I think it he could help you. Like that's what love is. I think mean, me and you do a good job with that together all the time. Like I've experienced this thing. He could help you. And so their, their friendship starts off really rocky and then it turns into a really good friendship and then it quickly blossoms into to love. So I like Naveen a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I love Lewis. Like, he's, like, because the, the alligators chase them, and then, like, oh, yeah. he pops up, and they're like, oh, my God, he's going to eat us. And then he's, like... He's
1: just like, what's that song you're playing? Yeah, yeah. He starts playing along.
0: That's right. I love that Naveen's a musician, though. That's so, like, I like that he, like, plays and sings. Um, and then I did want to talk about Ray for a second. He was such a sweet character. Uh, just Cajun Firefly. Uh, he was voice, voice acted very, very well. And uh, I just love him. Um, he grew on me when I first saw him. He was a little annoying. I don't know why. But then, like, he, I was like, I love him. He's so good. And then the way he loves Evangeline, the star in the sky. Yeah. And then when the shadow man stepped on him, man, that was just yeah, like...
1: Just, and you could hear the little crunch. Yeah. And you just knew. You, didn't, you can't really tell if he dies in that moment or if, like, he dies later. But he you- ends up dying later, but, like... You just, it's really sad.
0: It was really sad. And so that, he was kind of like a Dobby from Harry Potter character for me. I was like, man, that was really sad. I wish he wouldn't have died. I liked Ray a lot. Um, I really like, um, I don't like calling him this, but Big Daddy, Charlotte's dad. He's kind of fun. I. And you had some cool voice acting talked okay, yeah. about him. So let
1: me pull him back up.
0: He's voiced so by John Goodman.
1: John Goodman, who has been in so many things.
0: We didn't even kind of, I mean, we knew, but we I mean, didn't put it together. Yeah. So go ahead and rip off his, Um, uh, his Disney, just, this is just Disney. I mean, he's been in some great movies while she's looking that up. One of my, the best movies he's in is called the big Lebowski. Um, it's fantastic. If you've never seen it, it's a very, very not Disney movie, but, uh, go watch it. It's a fantastic film.
1: Also. Um, if you've never seen righteous gemstones also watch that because yes,
0: if you have some church hurt, get ready for it to come back up.
1: It'll be, it'll make you laugh, cry. Drink. <laughs> basically, basically. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, okay. So he was Sully, James P. Sullivan.
0: I would say that's his best Disney role, personally.
1: In Monsters, Inc.
0: And Monsters, U.
1: In Monsters, Inc. And I'm pretty
0: Speed. sure he voices and him Monsters in the TV at show. In Monsters Work. Yep.
1: Um, all the things. He is, I mean, he's been like Sullivan in like different, like, um, like, remember the, um, it's like the end credit scene in cars where they're all kind of at the like the drive-in and there's like different types of cars like there's like a solely car and he's like there yeah Um,
0: I love pause real quick I love when voice actors do what he's done where he's like like a lot of people like they don't keep voicing the character like they voice the first two movies and they stop I really appreciate about that him Tim Allen and Tom Hanks and um, uh, Billy Crystal, the guy that plays Mike Wazowski, yeah, they've stuck with the characters because their voices are iconic to them, and they, uh, man, I could, I could, I could imagine Sully with, uh, with another voice. Yeah. I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't do it. But continue. There's a lot more. That's just that's just the Monsters Monsters Inc. University or um universe.
1: He plays Pacha in Gronk's New Groove and Emperor's New Groove.
0: Yeah. I don't know why you live with Kronk. Well,
1: new I'm just like scrolling down I got you, I IMDb got you, I got and like the the most recent things come up first, so that's just like what I'm going with.
0: That's another thing though. He 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 could have just said no. Nah, I don't want to do it for Kronk's new group because that was like a direct to, direct to VHS movie. But he he still voiced him in that movie. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um. He also played Baloo in the Jungle Book too. He did not. It doesn't say it on here. If it,
0: He didn't Jungle, in Jungle Book one, Book one was, the, someone else. was the same guy that did. Um, Thomas O'Malley, The Alley Cat.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Um, And I think as far as Disney goes or Pixar goes, I think that's really it. I mean, he was also like Fred Flintstone. Yeah. He, um... He's also voiced a couple um, episodes of some different shows we like. Um, like he was in King of the Hill and Futurama. Um, yeah, he
0: was the Santa, the robot Santa. The
1: robot Santa.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: He w- was in an episode of The Simpsons. He, let me see what else I'm familiar with.
0: His voice is super iconic.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's really it. Yeah.
0: I just think that um, I love that he, because he'd already been in Monsters Inc. at this point, because Monsters Inc. is like from the early, two th- early 2000s. Um, I re- 2001. I really appreciate that he he voiced just a bit character, like a background character in Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah. And like did it really, really well. But yeah, I, I just want to say I like Big Daddy a lot. I like that he was voiced by uh, John Goodman. Um,
1: well, it's something that I really appreciate that Disney does too is like if they. Um when they find someone that's a good voice actor, they'll use them in multiple movies or yes. multiple shows. Like it's yes. not just like a one and done situation. Like I feel like they do a good job of like keeping people around that are good at what they do.
0: Yeah, like the guy that plays... least um, nice from my
1: perspective. I don't know. It could be different behind the scenes. It's just...
0: No, I agree with you. Other than, you know, the guy that plays, I think it's Ham in uh, Toy Story. He's in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like things like that. Disney does a great job with that. That's what I mean. I keep seeing... I see stuff on Instagram sometimes about like the way that Disney doesn't do things the right way and stuff, but I think by and large for a huge company, I like the way they operate. I like the way that they try their best to keep things consistent. They're really good as at being consumer,
1: consistent. a consumer, as like a consistent consumer of their their product and their products. Like I appreciate what they put out there I do for the most part. I do. So yeah. What else we got
0: (laughs) (laughs) for characters? Um, I think that's about it. I just actually, I don't think that Charlotte gets enough. Um, probably doesn't get enough love. Um, at the end of the movie, like she's annoying, but she's like a good friend to Tiana. She's stuck up and stuff, but she's not like, she doesn't belittle her and stuff like that. And she gives her the money to buy her restaurant, which is really cool. Um, And then lastly, uh, the character I want to talk about we haven't talked about enough yet is I love Tiana's parents. Same. They're fantastic. I love her dad. He's only in a very short part of the movie, but he's
1: fantastic. Yeah. He's really good. I feel like they do even like towards the end of the movie when the shadow man like kind of like gives Tiana a vision of what um, of what her dad was like when she wasn't around, how tired he was, how exhausted he was. Like, I mean... Obviously, like, not a parent, so I don't know, but I can't imagine how exhausting it is. You can tell that they lived in a poor part of town. Like, he did everything that he could to provide for his family and um, made sure Tiana had what she needed. And so it just is very obviously obvious that they inst- him and her mom, like, instilled a lot of good... Morals and good core values into her, which is very like appreciable. Yeah, I, don't I know, think that's word. I think you just made it up, but
0: <laughs> I agree. And I also like though the two that you could tell that he was doing with him and the mom working really really hard. They were doing well enough. Like inside of their house, it was cute. Like her room was cute. Yeah. they had like decent furniture. They had a hot. She made. Remember, she cooked the um she cooked the jambalaya or the gumbo. Yeah, and they fed it to the neighborhood. Like they, it's almost like because they were such hard workers, that you could tell that they were kind of they weren't rich yeah. by any means I don't even think you could put them in like the middle class maybe middle class but like they like because I would
1: it, say for the times I don't think they I think they were lower class
0: yeah before what the situation they were in because of the hard work they were putting in they had put them in a position where they were they were doing okay yeah and then she learned how to be a hard worker and then she saved a ton of money which is yeah. awesome for sure. Um, okay, cool. That's characters in a nutshell. There's a lot of good characters in this movie. Um, yeah. What I would what I would say anyone that goes and watches this for the first time or if you have watched it, I've been wanting to say this on a lot of episodes we do. Um, when you have a favorite character in any of these movies that you watch, ask yourself why, and I think you'll find that it's because you identify with the personality of the character. I agree. Like Tiana, I just identify with her. I, she's one of my favorite characters ever, and I, I, I just watched it for the first time two nights ago, and I, just, I, I think she's great. Um, okay, let's go. Uh, let's go. Favorite scene.
1: I actually really like when um, she thinks. At first, she like talks to the um, realtor. She's gonna put the deposit down, like give them the money um, for that restaurant, and then she goes in there and takes her mom there, and um, she's singing. I don't know what song she's singing. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I think it's almost there.
1: Oh there, I'm there. Okay, that's not how it's I think it is. Um,
0: Courtney, it's definitely almost there.
1: You're getting on my nerves.
0: You're getting on my nerves.
1: Um, I guess so. But they're like singing in the restaurant.
0: Yeah, and it like goes to that different animation.
1: Yeah, yeah, the different animation style is really
0: cool. That's a really cool scene, and I think is it's cool because she's like telling her mom about it, and then you can tell they're envisioning what it's gonna look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then it's also really cool because I think that's the same spot that her dad had wanted to pick too.
1: Well, that's why she wanted it because that's the restaurant that they were going to open together and then he ended up dying in the war.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's also cool is that they have, they sit down at like this, this table that has like, it's ob- it's like one of those like really big spinning wheels, like power lines around, around or whatever. And then like, as they're sitting there and they start singing, um, it like, th- it starts to like reanimate in front of you and then it transforms into like what the restaurant's going to yeah. look like. And it's really, really cool. I like that a lot. I would say my favorite scene is probably every scene in the bayou. I really like it when they're in the bayou. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um, very nature-y, and I like all the animals. I love the scene. Also, I cracked up when they were in um, Mama Odie's house, and she's, like, cooking up the gumbo. or the yeah. Yeah. She kisses the snake. Yeah. The snake's, like, her, like, dog. Yeah. He, like, it's really, really cute. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. Uh, What about least favorite scene?
1: Least favorite scene, I would have to say when the mean guy steps on the firefly.
0: <laughs> yeah, when the shadow man steps on the firefly. On Very sad. I, I agree. I got really sad, too.
1: Um. Also, it's almost, like, heartbreaking when Naveen, like, realizes that, like, as a frog, he, like, does has that ring for her and, like, tries to make her dinner where he, like, minced all the things. Yeah. Which is, like, cute because he learned mints from Tiana. Yeah. And so, um, when he realizes that like, oh my gosh, her dreams are just so important to her. Like loving me is like not her top priority. And like the, the best way for me to love her right now is to go marry and kiss Charlotte so that she can be a human again and we can give her the money to, um, open her restaurant and like fulfill her dreams and it's like heartbreaking it's like happy and heartbreaking at the same time yeah you know because it's like oh that's so sweet like he would give up what he loves or he would give up who he loves so that she could have her dreams come true but also like how sad that means he gets to live a life without yeah loving the person that he actually wants to love and spend time with yeah. It's sad.
0: I think that, that you get a lot of those extreme situations in movies like this where, like, to show true love, you have to choose not to be with the person you love. Um The thing that they touched on that in the Princess Diaries, like, they loved each other, the mom and the dad, um, but for whatever reason, they just couldn't be together. Yeah. And so they made a decision that was best. The same type of thing. I think that he was not the same type of thing, but similar. I think he was, you know, loved yeah. her so much that he was willing to make that decision. These favorite scenes also when the uh the Shadow Man stepped on Ray,
1: yeah, Super it's so just it's really sad. Just the fact that they like put it in there that you can hear that little, yeah, like,
0: yeah, and then, then when he actually died, but then it was really cool because you got to see his star next to Evangeline, and that was really cool.
1: Oh, yeah, and then it's like, oh, wait, do all fireflies become stars when they die?
0: No, they don't. <laughs> um, what are some other scenes that you liked?
1: Um. I really think it's hysterical when Lewis is talking about how he really wants to play in a, in like a jazz band. Yeah. And he, um, which that's his dream. Like that's what he wants to do. And he's telling Naveen and Tiana about the time when he tried to play with people. And so he jumped on the boat and started playing and everyone like screamed and ran, like ran away and started shooting at him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then he's allowed, he, like, at some point during the Mardi Gras thing, people think he's a, a guy in a costume. Oh, yeah. So he's able to play so for a able little to bit. Play, and
1: then they and then he realizes, like, at some point, like, oh, shoot, like, I need to go find my friends and, like, take care of them. And, like, people are like, oh, man, why are you stop playing? And then he, like, roars like an alligator and, like, everyone, yeah. like, runs away.
0: Yeah, that was funny. But uh, he ends
1: up getting to play with, at Tiana's Restaurant in the end. Which he does, really, which is really sweet.
0: Yeah. Um, I also like him and Ray's kind of friendship. And I like oh, it when he yeah. goes, when he gets like the prickles all over him and like Ray like helps him get them all off. Yeah. Yeah. Ray's <laughs> really? such a sweet character.
1: He is. He's really sweet.
0: Um, yeah. That was a good scene. I love the scene. You right, so already starts it in the restaurant when she's first like um, dreaming about it. I love the scene with her and her dad at the windowsill with, yeah, and her mom beginning. with the star. I love that. Um, I, I kind of like the opening scene where the. Um, where Tiana's mom is uh, reading the story to them. Yeah, that's really cute. Um, and then I like all the scenes of Mama Odie.
1: I really love the Mama Odie um, scene when they're singing the "Dig a Little Deeper" song. Oh yeah. And all the flamingo. Blue skies and, like, and sunshine. It's called "Dig a Little Deeper."
0: No, I know, but, yeah. but like that's the line that yeah. Tiana like at the very end. She like comes to and just like screams it out. It's like really <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Mama Odie's been singing the whole time, and then like Tiana just like. Exactly, yeah. yeah No, I like that a lot too um, Yeah There's a lot of good scenes in this movie that kind of tug at your heartstrings And make you smile and laugh It's like you're crying one minute and you're laughing the next And it's it's really good The scenes in this movie, as any movie Are the vehicle that move it forward And they do a beautiful job of using animation and music yeah, To sure. push it forward um, This is probably my favorite question for this one uh, Favorite song You want me to go first or you want to go first?
1: I really like Dig a Little Deeper. That's what Uh, I'm going with.
0: I like Dig a Little Deeper, too. Um, My favorite is going to be Almost There.
1: I mean, those are the two most iconic songs from this movie. I mean, it's a really good soundtrack, to be honest.
0: It is fantastic. Um,
1: I will say, fun fact, Randy Newman has six... No, one, two, three, four, five... Songs on this soundtrack. Really? Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool, actually.
1: I don't know if they're actually like song songs or if they're just like instrumental, like score type of, like score type of music.
0: I can guarantee you, he played the piano for it. He's a fantastic piano player. I'm pretty but sure. But his
1: names on it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what are the other songs because you have it in front of you.
1: Yeah, down in New Orleans.
0: That's the opening song, right? When they're like, I think it's the piano starts playing at the beginning. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. I like that one a lot too. It's like the way the piano starts Oh,
1: the When We're Human song. They sing that when they're in the bayou.
0: Yeah, that one's good.
1: Which is good. Um. Mabel Evangeline, which is what Ray sings about the star. Yeah. He loves that star. Let me see what else is on here. Gonna take you there? I don't I'm not familiar with what that is. Ray's the actor that plays Ray sings that as well. Yeah. Friends on the Other Side, which is the Shadow Man song.
0: Oh, this is cool. All tracks are written by Randy Newman except track one, which is written by Neo. Neo? So he actually, even though he didn't sing a lot of them, he wrote them. That's really cool.
1: Which I'm sure he did that on a lot of albums because he's really good.
0: He's good. I think his breakout performance in Toy Story kind of helped him with that. I mean, he's, I mean, he did the whole soundtrack for Toy Story, and it's so fantastic. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that this um, that this, this, uh, this movie just nails it with the soundtrack. It is, like, whether it be the music that's going on in the background or the songs they're singing, they're just iconic. It's just fantastic because it's just so, so, so good.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's great. As far as least favorite goes, I don't think I have one. I mean, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Friends on the Other Side, the one that Shadow Man sings. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 for I sure. mean,
1: I don't really have, like, one that I don't
0: like. Yeah, any. yeah, I think I think that the uh, I think the least favorite song uh, question is we can use on certain movies. I don't think this is one that it really applies to.
1: No, because I feel like most, at least for this movie, the soundtrack is, like, 10 out of 10.
0: Mm. Yeah, well, let's do it in the car. What was cool is we listened to the Disney soundtrack on our way down to Disney, which is we haven't done it. Do it. It's great.
1: I can't wait to do it this week.
0: I know on Tuesday or on, on Wednesday. Wednesday morning. Woo! I know, but uh, I've heard all the songs before. I know. I actually knew the words to most of them. Oh yeah. But um, it's
1: nice to like put it together. It to the
0: movie. Yeah, that was great. Um, all right. Cool. Is this movie over or underrated?
1: I would say. Here's my thing. I would say when it first came out, it was probably a little underrated. But now I feel like people are starting to realize how good of a movie it is.
0: I would agree. I think it was a little bit... Here's what happened with Princess and the Frog. I think it came out in a time when 3D animation was like really surging onto the scene. So when Disney came out with another 2D princess movie, people didn't really take the quality of this movie into consideration. I think they just said, oh, another... Oh, it's another Sleeping Beauty. It's another Beauty and the Beast, you know? because Beauty and the Beast was made in the 90s and the animation for Beauty and the Beast was beautiful and you know oh, yeah. like beautiful um, and so it wasn't I'll be real it wasn't that much more elevated from Beauty and the Beast animation yeah. it was way it was better but it wasn't much more and then they, they even proved it because then Disney exploded onto the scene the next year with Tangled yeah. and then you then you just rip them off from there and then you have yeah. Tangled, Frozen Moana all these Disney movies that are surrounded around a, um, a princess like character that are just 3D animated in this most realistic way and it's just beautiful and I think that Princess and the Frog just kind of got stamped into the dust and then you get you know you get way in the future you know 10 plus years in the future and you look back and you're like wait a second this movie's really good yeah Really, it just came out at an awkward time yeah Um, The message is strong. It's iconic. I love the elevation of culture in it. I love the the themes that it pushes forward. Um, It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'd say you're right. I think it underrated when it came out, like, really, really badly underrated. Like, this movie should have been talked about. Like,
1: Like on, um, as far as, like, even the more recent movies that we've talked about on the podcast, like, this one only has, like, a 73 Rating like seven out of ten. Like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes has it at an eighty-five, but it's like a lot of people I feel like didn't like it. But it's like cool now to see it getting like the representation that it like deserves because it is honestly a really good movie and it almost gives me hope because obviously some of the more recent movies like Tangled and Moana and um. I don't know. I can't think of any other. And like Kanto, those movies are more recent and they like are popular. But then also like Ryan the Last Dragon, like that's a little bit less popular. It, this movie almost like gives me hope for those movies because now we're, what, 14 years later at this point? Yeah. And it's finally getting the recognition that it deserves. And so like I hope that even though now, like, for movies like Ryan and the Last Dragon, that's also a really good culturally that sound movie. It's great,
0: and the message, that's the thing. The and the message is, is good, strong. so, like,
1: people don't love it right now, because there's other movies coming out, like, um, Turning Red, and Encanto, and like, kind of, it came out kind of in the middle of those, and, or, Disney, I don't know where in, like, relation to them it came out, but, like, yeah. those movies are coming out, and they're more prevalent, and so, it gives me hope for movies like Ryan the Last Dragon that eventually it's going to get the recognition it Think deserves. Think about
0: this. Ryan the Last Dragon came out... And then Turning Red and Encanto are two great movies used. Encanto did something similar to what a lot of Disney movies done. It, it relied heavily on this just soundtrack. It's like Frozen. like Every song from the movie is just... It was just,
1: almost like made for Broadway but you, they had to turn it into a movie first for it to get made for Broadway.
0: And then you have Turning Red which was risky because they used the, like, used the animated notes but it ended yeah. up being beautiful and the story is beautiful and yeah. edgy and fun. And then you have Ryan the Last Dragon who's a beautifully animated film with a great Message and it's just the, the world the they universally live in is great. The way the, the, the cultures are separated out is great. The problem is, is it on the surface, it looks like what what kind of Princess and the Frog looks like. It looks like just another 3D animated princess movie. It's just like, oh, it's another Tangled.
1: Yeah, well, and I think the thing that maybe like is not, it, it's not a music heavy movie. No. Ryan the Last Dragon is not. It? So it's like, it doesn't, I don't know. People, I think people just expect Disney movies to be very song heavy, very like sing alongable. And that movie is just not.
0: Unless it's like a cars or the incredibles, which B-
1: is more like Pixar. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. You're right. If it's a princess movie, it's, it's, that's how it's supposed to be. You're right. So I agree with you. I love that you brought that up. I hope that Raya has a resurgence. I'll always talk about that movie.
1: It's so good. It's
0: such a good movie. I, 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 she's one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite Disney characters. I love Raya. She's fantastic. And I love that whole movie. Um, and the whole cast of characters around her. Um, back to this movie soundtrack incredible Yes. score incredible loved it
1: do you think this movie is under or overrated you said you kind of agreed with me as far as underrated when it first came out but now it's like
0: I totally agree I think that I think that this movie um, I think that what gets me about this movie is I think the soundtrack alone, when it came out, which is why I was going back to that. I think that it could have elevated it past the 2D part, but for some reason it didn't. But when you look at this movie as a whole, it's beautifully animated, even yeah. though it's 2D. Um, and now that we're now that everything's 3D animated, and like Pixar is the craze. I love Pixar, freaking love Pixar. But it's kind of like nice to watch 2D animated movies. You know, it's kind of nice to like see something like yeah. that. But um, I really, really love. Um, I really like this movie a lot. I think that it's under, underrated when it came out. Maybe adequately rated now, but it's nowhere near overrated.
1: I don't think so. No. no I think we're just getting to that adequately rated.
0: Yeah. This movie park. needs more respect. It needs to be watched more often, for sure.
1: Maybe because, like, I think especially because it is starting to become more relevant in the sense of the parks, which I do understand that, like... That'll help. us With a, the with a theme parks that, like... Things take a long time. You got to get... First of all, you have to wait kind of and see after the movie. Is this movie going to be relevant for a while? Are people still going to enjoy it in 10, 20, 30 years for a ride or an attraction to last that long? Okay, yeah. Now let's dream up an attraction. Let's actually put in the work to like get all the stuff done. Let's file the permits. Let's actually construct it. It's like a long process. So like I understand that like it takes a while for things to get like implemented into parks. I get it. Um, But I think as it's starting, especially because they're putting a lot of these songs in the fireworks shows and even in the parades, and now they're having its own attraction, I think people are going to look at it as more overrated, but I don't think it actually will. As of right now, I don't think it's something that's ever going to be overrated because I think that people are still going to hate on it and whatever but I think it's a great movie
0: yeah yeah no I agree with you I think I don't think it'll ever venture into that overrated I think that I don't know if this movie could ever become overrated I, I would say the same thing about like a movie like Toy Story like I don't care I don't care if the entire world starts saying that Toy Story is the best movie ever made um it's still not overrated
1: yeah, because I can see how some movies get to that overrated, overhyped situation. Like Encanto, very overhyped.
0: Yep, I kind of agree. I love Encanto. I think it's a great even movie. Like, I, I think, think it's think, overrated.
1: <laughs> I don't even think like Lilo and Stitch as a movie is necessarily overrated. But no, Stitch Lilo, as a character,
0: a little overrated. Very, very,
1: very overhyped. Very. Now, I think Stitch is a great character. He has a lot of good things that you can learn from him. He's very funny. He's very almost like relatable. Oh but, yeah. Like he, it just is. Yeah, you know,
0: no, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's a great point to bring up. I think that a lot of movies, um, as much as we love them, certain characters get overhyped and stuff like that. Like, I I think that I think another one um, that is kind of always been this way, and it's a fantastic movie, like The Lion King. The Lion King is a movie that is fantastic, and I can't wait till we talk about it. But it's in one of those movies where, like, it just it was Disney's best effort at the time, and so that has carried it yeah. for 30 years.
1: I feel the same way about, like, Cinderella.
0: I was going to say Cinderella, but I went with Lion King, but you're right.
1: Um, because I get it. Like, it's Disney's first, like, classic princess. Like, right?
0: hmm Actually, I think maybe Snow White was.
1: Oh, Snow White came first. But yeah. I think Cinderella is more.
0: I mean, Cinderella's castle. we off not Snow White's castle. You're right, so she's, didn't first, have a castle, she's the she first She's in a
1: cottage with seven dwarfs. She's like. the first
0: iconic, Cinderella is the first iconic, like princess,
1: yeah. And so, I just think that because she was like, I guess not the first, but she was like one of the first, she just is always going to be this overhyped big princess. And it's like, well, now there's other princesses coming along that were kind of better than you. Well, I mean, but there she's never going to go is, away.
0: Belle is better.
1: Well, yeah, but Belle is better. I think Rapunzel is better. I think Tiana is better. I think Moana is better. I think Raya is better. Like
0: I think Anna and Elsa are both better. Anna
1: and Elsa are both better. Like yeah, so Moana is like,
0: definitely better. I I think Raya is better in a lot of ways. Like Cinderella is. It's a great story. It's a classic story. It's good
1: and it's a classic, and I think it's something that you always can hold on to. But I don't think I think we get stuck in a place as a society where it's like. We've held on to this thing for so long, we're scared to let it go and let the new thing come along. And sometimes you just gotta let go of the old thing and let the new thing come.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, I think that, I think you're dead on. I think that, um, I think when it comes to the the whole thing that we're trying to say here is is, is a lot of these movies, like, they came out at a certain time and, and, and they've carried on that, and that's fine. But I think that over time, movies like Princess and the Frog are becoming more culturally relevant now, and I think movies like Ride of the Last Dragon, who hopefully will make a resurgence in a couple of years, I think that it's very important to realize that, um, that there's a lot of really, really good characters that we can all... Or like relate to and learn from out there and don't listen to like the hype behind a movie or don't listen to the, 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 uh, the put down or what people, bad things say about a movie. Go watch it for yourself and see if it speaks to you.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, that's the biggest exactly. thing. That's the biggest thing is like, let's see if a character speaks to you. Um, cause like if I listened to the hype, we'd have never lost right. We would have never watched the of the last dragon. And I'm yeah. so glad we did. I've, I love that movie. Honestly,
1: so, if I listened, if we listen to the hype about Hocus Pocus two, or yeah, and I enjoyed uh, it, turning red, or like any other, like maybe I yeah, don't know. you're right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: and I also really, really like. Um, oh shoot, sure, I lost my thought. Um, yeah, just don't listen to the hype behind. Oh, onward! Oh
1: yeah, that movie got. I so love onward. People
0: were saying bad things about it. That movie was fantastic. I think it's great. I, I think it's hilarious. A great movie. The mom. It's yeah, 10 out of 10. 12 out of 10. Alright. We've become ramblers, which happens to us often. Alright. This Not bad is rambles though. huh. Not bad though. No, never bad. Don't tap on your mic, it makes noises. <laughs> A theme from this movie to apply to your everyday life. <laughs> Jenny has an idea, an opinion. Okay. What's the theme? Okay.
1: Um, so, I don't really think it's a theme. Or, well, I mean, I guess it's a theme, but it's also, like, a quote. Um, Tiana says at one point when uh, the shadow man is kind of showing her what her dreams could be, if Tiana just, like, helps the shadow man out, basically. And she almost gets, like, caught up in it. And it's, like, you can tell she's, yeah. like, almost, like, leaning towards, like, yes, I'll do whatever it takes to, like have this, but then she's reminded of what her mom tells her about her dad, about how he always had love. And she says, my daddy never did get what he wanted, but he had what he needed. He had love. He never lost sight of what was really important, and neither will I.
0: And then she broke it. Yeah. And she shattered the talisman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, it just is, I think that's really, I don't know, just something that we can cling to and like, kind of like self-reflect on and ask ourselves like what's important to us doing have what do we have what we want okay but then do we also have what we need and what's important
0: yeah that's really good because also sometimes what you want is not what you need exactly and sometimes what you need is not what you want yeah um and so yeah that's good I like that a lot he always had what he needed and like I kind of alluded to it earlier like he didn't have the best house but they had a house with a roof that didn't leak
1: and and they
0: had food on the table
1: they had quality family time you could tell that there was like lots of love shown within their household like they grew up like as a close knit family Jenny's squeaking on her toys um (laughs) but it just is I don't know and you can tell in that moment like Tiana, she had worked so hard for this restaurant. Yeah. And she had no, like, she knew that it was almost out of reach for her. And she wanted to grip onto anything that she could to, like, still have that dream and have what she wanted because of her dad. She wanted to, like, grasp onto anything that her and her dad were going to do together to, like, almost, like, keep him alive in a sense, I think. Yeah. And, um, But she realized, like, no, I still have, I have love, I have what I need, like, I have people who love me and care about me. I have, she had her mom, she had Naveen, she has Charlotte, she has Charlotte's family. So it just is like, I don't know, she almost, like, realized in that moment, like, what's important to her, and I think it's, like, some, a good moment for us to do some self-reflection of, like, what do we want, but is it actually what we need, and do we have what we need, and are we like prioritizing and making like making sure it's of like high importance in our life?
0: Yeah, I love that you say that. I don't talk about this a lot. I think I've said this to you once, but like I do this thing in my mind, where, like I prioritize. I'm, I'm like a go over planner, and so I prioritize things. Like if I lost my job, or if Courtney lost her job, and we had to scale back our lives, like what do we really need? I ask myself these questions. And when I think about it, like you drive a nice SUV that you like. I have a nice truck that I like. But honestly. If we had to sell those, and I just drive our beat up Kia, and then our you drove the old Kia red car that we have, and then I went and bought like an old beat up truck, yeah. but we still had this house and our pets and our friends, like that's what's important to me. Yeah, like I love this house that we live in that we saved up every penny to buy, and, yeah. and I love. Um, I love our animals and I love our friends and I love our church family. And I just love all that kind of stuff. And it's like, if I had to get rid of everything else, like what are the things that I have to have? Yeah. And like when I, when I think about like, I like my truck, but like I would cry when I sold it, but it be is what it is. But, um,
1: it's just a material it's thing, it's a material
0: thing. Right. Like, I mean, and then I think about other things that are important too, that people don't think about, like, like my guitars, like those are things that like, I have all these other things that I want in life, but, like, I think about the things that bring me joy and happiness. Like, what do I what do I really need? Like, what are the things that are really important to me? And, yeah. it, and it, it kind of puts things in perspective. Um, so, yeah, that's a great take. I like that. I think her dad, even though he's in the movie a short time, just makes such a huge impact. He
1: does, for sure.
0: Um, my theme that I can take away from this movie is one that um, just slapped me in the face, and it made me want to stay the way that I am for the rest of my life. Um, is Tiana's work ethic um working two jobs saving money to achieve her dream Everything's yeah. work. Her friends like, let's go out and party, and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't. I got, I got, I got to work another shift. I got to go. Yeah. Like that speaks volumes to me because um, I really believe that hard work is a superpower. A lot of people ask me like, how did you like accomplish this in life, and how did you get to where you're at? How did you do this? And I think my biggest thing is, as I don't, I don't think I'm more talented than anybody. I don't think that I'm necessarily um, even more gifted. People think, oh, you're so talented, you're so gifted. I don't think I'm any of those things. I think I have one thing that I do, and I think I just work hard. And I think that's the difference. I work hard. And um, that really means a lot to me. A lot of people ask me why Tom Brady is my favorite NFL player, and that's why. Because he's a hard worker. He wasn't the most talented, but he worked hard. Julian Edelman, same way. Gronk, same way. All those players that we kind of look up to. And then you look at people... Um, And all walks of like life and all kinds of industries and I I value that and not everybody does and I get that and Courtney's trying to help me understand that I have a hard time with that right now people that don't want to work or people that don't necessarily want to work hard I I get really upset with and it makes me upset and Courtney's having to really help me process through that um but like right now I'm in a season of life where like Man, maybe I should get a third job. Like maybe I should, please don't. Maybe I should like never sleep. I know that's not an unhealthy mindset, but like I don't mean it in an unhealthy way. What I'm saying is, is like you only get to live one life and like there's a lot of things out there to accomplish. And as long as you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing, I think that you should just go for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and in the end, her hard work led to her dream and her goal. Like I worked, I worked and saved the way that I did so that we could have this house. I work, I'm going to keep working and saving until we can, until we can, you know, do other things that we want to do. I'll it at that. So, um, yeah, the theme that I would take from this movie is hard work is honorable and it's worth it. And you should have fun. You should enjoy life sometimes. But um, there's joy in working hard, and there's joy in oh, and yeah. in, and in, in taking home a paycheck that helps you move yourself forward. So yeah, yeah, I love that. I'll leave it at that. Favorite movie drinks for snacks
1: um, for this movie?
0: What do we do? What do we
1: eat? I don't remember.
0: I think we just, um...
1: Did we watch a movie last night or two nights ago?
0: Two nights ago. What did we eat? I don't think we ate anything. Oh, yeah, we did. We made pasta. I, forgot. I just remembered.
1: Oh, yeah, we had pasta. It's like the same
0: thing we say every week. Oh, yeah, we had pasta.
1: We're really <laughs> on this veggie pasta kick.
0: Yeah, I'm sticking with my healthy diet. I'm loving every we're second of it. We're
1: It's really good.
0: Uh, we're not trying. There is no try. We are. Yoda. Only do. There is no try. Only do. See, you know. I know. Um. Yeah. We, uh, we've we been eating, trying to stay healthier, um, making better choices, and uh, we've been really enjoying it. Um, a movie snack that I've really been into recently, though, that I'm going to start doing when we watch our next movie, is probably that Parmesan cheese popcorn. I actually was, was craving that it's earlier really today. Yeah, it was really good. Um,
1: I actually found this. I wish I would have eaten it during the movie. I'm going to actually grab it out of the pantry.
0: Off she goes. <laughs> <laughs> She's beside me now. Oh, the Reese's. Oh, the pretzels. Yes. I almost
1: almost fell off my chair. I like when to go sit down and it was like almost a moment where like I didn't sit down on the chair and I would have fallen on the floor. Um, But I I found these, um, I guess last weekend I was in Dallas for my friend's bachelorette weekend and um, at the airport I found these dark Reese's dipped pretzels. And so, they are pretzels, and then covered in peanut butter, and then dipped in dark chocolate.
0: Ooh, dark chocolate! I'm a big dark chocolate fan.
1: It's really good. I
0: love dark chocolate. That's I'm gonna really eat good. one. Sorry. Go for it. Make sure you crunch at the microphone.
1: <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah i uh, I am missing the sweets. I love sweets. There was donuts at church today, and I almost ate one, but I didn't.
1: Me too.
0: I didn't do it. Um,
1: I ate Jesus instead.
0: <laughs> Courtney's probably noticed it more than other people. But like even this morning when we were like getting ready for church, like I, I have this energy now that is like insane, and I think it comes from just eating better, drinking better things, um, taking vitamins, stuff like that, and uh, yeah, I didn't ever think I would be a guy that's like this but um, I'm enjoying it and I want to stick with it because like yeah I want to taste good food but it's kind of like hard work I'll bring it back to that like no one wants to do the hard work in the moment but the results are fantastic I kind of feel that way right now like I I, I don't want to eat healthy I don't want to work out four to five days a week I honestly as much as I enjoy the way it makes me feel I don't want to do it but if I stick with it I find that I like feel better yeah like I haven't like no matter how much I drink this sounds bad no matter how much I drink like when we do alcohol and stuff uh, since um, we've started the, uh, the fast in January And we've stayed with it And gone back to like our somewhat normal eating habits But just keeping sweets and processed sugars out Like I used to think that I get I would have like two glasses of wine Or a couple of beers and get a hangover And now I'm just like able to I just wake up without headaches I don't have to take Advil I don't have to take anything to for headaches or anything And I think it's because I just don't have a lot of sugar in my diet Yeah, um, yeah So I don't know Eat better people Makes you feel better. Okay. Eat good, feel good. Live your life. Also, look good, feel good. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I actually bought this on at Cycle Bar, which love Cycle Bar. Took one. Yeah, to she's over class.
0: here judging me, but she works out more than I do. She works out six days a week right now.
1: Which is why I don't care if I eat chocolate. I've never cared if I eat chocolate. I never really cared about what I eat. Let me just scarf down a bunch of Wendy's chicken nuggets and then go to cycle class. Probably throw up, but it's, it is that is what it is. Um, but anyway, not the point. TJ's glaring at me. (laughs) Um, I bought this cute, like, set. Like, this workout set. I
0: got to say, her cycle bar uh, wardrobe is uh, pretty fire.
1: It's pretty fire. Yeah. But I bought this new set, and it's, like, a halter um, sports, like, longer sports bra with these matching leggings. Really cute. And one of the girls that works there when I came in after I like when I wore it she was like man like that looks so good on you like you always wear the cutest stuff and I just have always been told like look good feel good <laughs> so like my automatic response is like look good feel good do good like I feel, I feel like I I feel better and I feel like I do better when I look good not even that like looks necessarily matter but like I feel like when you feel good and confident about what you look like and how you feel.
0: There's psychological studies on it. You're dead on. That's exactly what it is. It's almost
1: like you automatically perform and are more empowered to do better. So
0: Yeah. Like I feel um, even at Maple Street, like there would be certain days when like I would just be like, I don't want to go to work today. And you'll remember those days. And I would like I would get up. And these those would be the days when I would I would put on a polo and I would tuck it in, and I would put a belt on, you put more effort, into I'd put more your effort in my outfit. and be like, I know I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna feel good today. Um, that's one thing with working for Bank of America, like I have to wear a suit every day with a tie, and I have to admit, I, it just focuses me. I don't know why. It's like when when even when people walk into the branch to talk to me, like hey I want to speak to the manager, it's the fact that like I'm wearing a freaking suit. Like, I have to be professional. Like, I have to, like... I, I look this way. I can't... I have to speak a certain way. I have to deliver this a certain way. I have to be a certain way. And it's it's so true. Look good, feel good. And then the last... The last time um, I went golfing with uh, Ian Combs... Yeah. Um, Man, that was a while ago. It was a long time ago. We, we went on a boys trip with uh, with Chad and uh, Matt Ballard to, uh, to the Carolinas. But, um... I was trying to pick out this outfit and like we stopped at like an Under Armour store so then I was trying to pick out this outfit to wear the next day because it was colder and uh, he was like remember man look good feel good or look good uh look good play good yeah and I was like what do you mean he's like if you buy a nice outfit tuck the shirt in put on the good shoes you'll play better and I did And I've done that ever since. Like whenever I go golf, I always make sure that I like tuck my shirt in, make sure that I have the, everything's just so.
1: You look clean. I look look
0: clean, clean. yeah. And it helps, it really, really does. Um, There's like a psychological thing to that. Um, And and all different styles are different. Like if if your style is more modern and like that baggy look, that's fine. But just style it so that you think it looks good. And when you walk out, you'll find that your chin's a little higher. You'll feel a little better.
1: Yeah. Something that you said about Bank of America when people ask for the manager and you're like, it's sitting there wearing a suit and you have to be professional. It made me think of, I was listening to a podcast, um, for those of you that watch The Bachelor, um, Chris Harrison, who is no longer the host, but was the host for like 19 years. Long time. Long time. Um, he started a podcast and. Um, was talking about how he was in Orlando with a couple of people um, for this golf tournament and that he said on the podcast like two weeks prior like you know I love when you guys come up to me and my fiance in public we love like talking to you it's been so long since like I've said anything publicly Um, if you know you know but if you don't it's fine Um, but so he was like basically saying like I haven't said anything publicly for a while so like when we see you guys like In public, like, and he hasn't addressed people, like, publicly, like, on social media or, like, on the news or nationally or anything, but just as far as, like, seeing people, like, in public, he was, like, I love when you guys come up to me and stuff, and he was, like, I was sitting in the airport, and I was feeling kind of grumpy, kind of, um, almost, like, snippy and, like, I don't know the word for it, but just, like, didn't really want to talk, wanted to be, like, more, like, short and almost, like, sassy and, like, you know, irritable. Irritable. Thank you. And so, but then uh, someone walked up to him and it was like, um, you know, you said on your podcast, like, I'm so sorry to bother you at the airport. I know this isn't the ideal place, but like you said on your podcast, you love when people come up to you. So like, I just wanted to like come up to you and like say hi and like blah, 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 blah. And he was like in that moment, like it was humbling and also like put me in check and reminded me of like myself and who I was. And so I just feel like in moments where even though you're playing golf, looking nice, or you're in, at work wearing a suit, or working out wearing a cute, like, active weird set, you know what I mean? Like, it just like almost has to like remind yourself like, of who you are. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's good. I think it like I
1: th- checks yourself.
0: It like checks yourself. Yeah, I feel like that you should definitely, um, like, whether you. Whether you're going to work out or you're going to work, I think that you should, you should put on something and look in the mirror and say like, I think this looks good. And like, I think that the moment, like there's a moment, there's times in my life, it was before I met you, I went through like six months where I was kind of depressed and a lot of anxiety and stuff. I would put on clothes because I, society told me when I went to work, I had to wear clothes. And I didn't really Sometimes
1: to be like that. I
0: didn't I I didn't look in the mirror and like I looked rough for a long time. I didn't shave for like a long time. Not that I shave now, like I can normally have a beard, but like I trim my beard and stuff. But like I didn't trim my beard or shave or anything. And I it was just a rough time of my life. And then I went to my parents' house and my dad's like, Boy, you look rough. And if you know my dad, <laughs> like he can be kind of rude, but like yeah. in a kind of wise way. And I was like, Man, I just like I just life's just hard right now like I just everything sucks blah, blah 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 and he's like well I mean it's like that sometimes doesn't mean you can't look good I was like what do you mean <laughs> I was like what do you mean he's like go home take a shower I was showering I always shower but he's like take a shower shave lay out whatever job you're going to tomorrow because I, I this is back when I worked four jobs and like I'm not exaggerating I used to literally work four jobs um, he said, I was teaching at school at the time and then I did valet at night. He's like, you're teaching at the school tomorrow. I said, yeah. He's like, lay out a nice polo, a nice pair of pants, some nice tennis shoes. Cause we could be laid back at the school. He said, get your outfit laid out, wake up the next day, shower again, make a pot of coffee, tuck your shirt in, play your favorite song on your way to work and go to work. I was like, okay. I went home, did exactly what he said. And as soon as I got out of the shower, I splashed some water on my face, put some after-save on my face, and I looked myself in the mirror, and I was like, oh my God, I feel like myself again. Yeah. And then I I laid the outfit out, and I went to bed, and I got the first good night's sleep I'd had in probably two months. I got up the next day feeling well-rested, made a whole pot of coffee, put my favorite polo on, put my favorite pair of pants on, favorite shoes on, packed my duffel bag with my gym clothes, and then I packed my my valet clothes to go um, to after I worked out, and I went to work. And I had not a great day, but I had an okay day when I worked out and I went to my valet job and I came back home and I did the same thing the next day and the next day. And I will say, I'm not saying that like, I'm not saying that it got better overnight, but I just started doing that. And then I had to go back to my dad like two weeks later and be like, Oh my God, like, I feel like I'm on myself again. He's like, yeah, you just got sad for a couple days. And so you got out of your routine and then you started feeling bad for yourself. And so you stop doing the things that you know. Yeah. So, anyways, sometimes you just gotta start making better decisions.
1: It's Look hard. Look and feel good.
0: Look good, feel good. <laughs>
1: That's the moral of the story. That's the moral here. of the
0: story: Look good, feel good. Um, Courtney, what do we got going on for the rest of the month?
1: Next week, come back and join us for Lady and the Tramp, the animated version. After that, come back and we will be here with Soul.
0: Yeah, we are working on Ju- with Julian right now. Um, our schedule and his schedule is conflicting a little bit, so we're trying to get him on for it. Um- I really, really hope we can get him on. I'm I'm confident we'll be able to, but like yeah, I knew I we knew this is hilarious. He it is hilarious. All of energy. We did know this was gonna happen. There are gonna be sometimes when we schedule guests and things happen and we're the show must go on. Oh
1: yeah. Well, um, maybe we can like change around the order that we do the movies in.
0: Not not only that, we we could also possibly maybe we'll have to push soul to the next month. I didn't wanna do that, but um Even
1: the next week we could just flop because we're also gonna do parent trap this month. Yeah. So our plan is to do Lady in the Tramp, that's like our Valentine's lovey movie, Soul and then the parent trap. So maybe we'll just switch some things up to make it work.
0: Yeah, we can definitely do that. So just be flexible with us. Um, and if you're not flexible with us, we're going to change it anyways, because this is our podcast and we do what we want. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're trying to get him on for it. Um, he has some really good insight on music. Julian's a fantastic drummer. He's, um,
1: Oh yeah. He's, he's incredible.
0: Um, He's just incredible. And you'll you'll see that. I hope you all, I know you're all going to get to meet him when he comes on the episode and you guys will understand what we're talking about. He's just an incredible person. He's a beautifully yeah. moving. Um, yeah, any closing thoughts?
1: That is it. I don't think I have any more thoughts.
0: Yeah, this is a great movie Princess and the Frog. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If you've watched it, watch it again. If you just watched it last night, watch it again, anyways. Um, the soundtrack's fantastic. The characters are great. Tiana for president. Um, yeah. It's fantastic, and I'm glad I I got to watch it and glad I got to talk about it today. For sure. Yeah. Um, Friends, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. We're going to be in Disney. um Oh,
1: yeah. I totally forgot about that. We're going to Disney this week. Yeah. We're going Wednesday through Saturday. We're really, really excited. If you see us, say hey. If not, that's fine, too.
0: Yeah, just be on the lookout for content. We'll be posting uh, good stuff. We're gonna do like a couple of Epcot days, two to be exact. So we're gonna post a lot of food.
1: We love the arts festival; it's our favorite festival. We're excited to eat our favorite food, get some cute new art pieces for our house, and just we're staying at a resort we've never stayed at, so we're really excited.
0: Yeah, it's It's gonna be be a great
1: time. We're gonna eat at some of our favorite restaurants, do some new things. We finally got a reservation for Space Two Twenty. I'm really excited. I've been trying. For like every time we go to Disney since it opened. And this is the first time I've ever been able to get a reservation. So I'm just really excited.
0: The most important resi that we got is Yak and Yeti though.
1: Oh yeah. Actually, for those of you who are also annual pass holders and you're on an annual pass holder Facebook group. Some people will really be hating on Yak and Yeti. And I don't really be getting it. They say it's like the worst restaurant on property, which is the furthest thing from the truth I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: What is their, what is their, why do they say that?
1: I don't know. They just have bad experiences. But also, sometimes people put their things on there as like satire. So sometimes you can't really tell if they're being.
0: Well, there's a certain dish that I get that's not on the menu anymore, but they'll still make it if you ask for it. And I get it every time we go.
1: It's really great. That their the shrimp steak. is great. Their calamari is great. I've never had a bad meal or a bad drink. Their drinks are good. They're really yeah. good. Um, But, but I'm just like there's some restaurants that you haven't eaten at that I've eaten at that I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever eaten on property. But well, yak and yeti is definitely not at the bottom of the list. You've done a good
0: No, it's probably for most people. It's probably like, I would say upper mid tier, but the thing about yak and yeti is that it's because of the, uh, like the Asian flair to it. It just checks the boxes for me.
1: Like yeah, I do love TJ it. Everybody loves Asian food.
0: I do. I do. Um, all right, let's wrap this puppy up. Oh yeah. So, um,
1: I got really excited about our trip and I started <laughs> rambling cause I got really Excited. Yeah. Um, but you can follow along on our trip at wishuponasparks.com. I'm just kidding. That's not a, that's not a website. That's not a thing. At Wish Upon a Sparks on Instagram. <laughs> okay, I need to go to bed.
0: Start over. Hi, I'm Courtney. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Okay, anyway. Or if you want to talk to us via email. You can email us at wishbottlesmarks at Yeah,
0: Hey, I just want to take a second to say, I haven't said this in a while. I mean, I say it every time, but I haven't said it like this, but um, I'm just really, 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 really grateful that anyone listens to what we have to say about these movies. Oh, yeah. We're just a married couple that's very passionate about um, Disney. We like to have fun, and um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Um, thank you for our friends who like come on as guests. Um, yeah. um, we really appreciate you. Like I was just reflecting the other day, of Victoria coming on last week or two weeks ago and just like thinking about how fun that was and just all of our other guests that have been on and just, it's so, it's so, um, humbling to just know that people want to listen to what we have to say. And, um, I just appreciate you guys. And I'm really, really, really glad that we're able to do this. And I want you guys to know that Courtney and I are having a blast and we love this so much and, uh, we do it for us, but we do it for you. So thank you for listening. Um, especially you, Brian Edgerton. I know you're listening to this. It's tomorrow morning. Days. It's we'll tomorrow throw. morning. At five. Rangers. Oh, no, we're not one of these days. We're going to do it. <laughs> right now it's 5 a.m. Tomorrow morning and Brian Edgerton's at the gym working out and he's listening to this episode. Um, I love that your parents are our biggest supporters.
1: I love it. It's so great. People that support you in your life and I'm just grateful that my parents are those people because I understand that not everyone gets that. So I'm really grateful and thankful for that. Yeah,
0: me too. More than you know. Um, friends, we love you. Thanks for listening. Happy magical Monday. Whoop whoop. Bye. Okay
1: bye. (laughs) Okay, bye.